0: Hey everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of 7-Minute Scaling Secrets, where we interview entrepreneurs and learn a secret on how they scaled up their businesses. Today, we have a special guest, Gabriel Wong, who runs a digital marketing agency and software company here in Singapore. He's responsible for creating multiple seven, eight-figure funnels for his clients, such as service professionals, service business owners, so that they are able to scale up their marketing. Thanks for joining us, Gabriel. Please tell us more about yourself. This episode was brought to you by Superscaling. Join the Superscaling Ignite program today and learn how you can systemize and superscale your business so that your revenues can grow to at least $100,000 a month with a productive team from all over the world, raving fans as clients and happy founders who have true freedom. Visit superscaling.com slash ignite today. And now back to the episode. Hey Alvin, thanks for having me. Um,
1: so yeah, my name is Gabriel and uh, I run um, a company called Ascend Marketing. We basically do agency, digital marketing agency work and we also have a software uh, that basically helps service professionals and business owners scale their uh, marketing online through uh, paid advertising and lead generation.
0: Cool. Uh, this is a field that I'd say very saturated. There are a lot of people in this space, right? A lot of uh, agency owners, a lot of Businesses, they are trying to do the same thing, but you've achieved tremendous success. You are able to create a space for yourself where people recognize you for being the person that's able to create these like fantastic funnels that that delivers such great results for your clients. Uh, What's the secret behind your success? How are you able to do this consistently for all these clients that you are serving?
1: Yeah, I think that's a great question. I, I feel that right now, a lot of business owners, they don't really quite understand digital marketing, social media marketing um, in a way that, um, that they think that, you know, running some Facebook ads or Instagram ads or like TikTok ads, the next big thing, chasing always the next big thing, it will, will it's the holy grail, right? Uh-huh. Like, uh, I think when you mentioned funnels, right? Funnels, it, it becomes the buzzword nowadays. Yeah. Uh, funnels is just a, just, um, another way of, uh, another word for Um, sales process, right? Right. It has been around, always been around just that this guy called Russell Ransom made this word famous, right? And I I noticed that a lot of business owners, what they do is that they just keep chasing this shiny object, hoping that this new tools or new platforms uh, will be able to bring in more customers for their business, right? Right. So I think first of all, we need to identify that um, all business needs customers. That's that's how you grow. You need sales. You need people to to know how to market and bring in leads, okay? And um. So in, in my company, we actually follow this five-step framework uh, uh-huh. that we use to help all our clients, partners. We teach our students as well, this five-step framework to launch their campaigns. Okay. And uh, it has done very well, right? Like I mentioned, like, um, I think we have done multiple seven figures and eight figures for our clients and partners. Nice. Um, and you see, the first step is not Facebook. <laughs> the first step okay. is not YouTube ads, right? The, first, the okay. first step is not creating another, you know, viral TikTok videos, which yeah, is what okay. a lot of business owners are focusing on right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and they start focusing on a platform, uh, you know, whether it's Facebook or, or even Google or whatever. Right? And yeah. uh, I, think, I think they spend a lot of money and then they realize, oh, it doesn't work. What, what, is, the, what is the thing that's lacking though? Yeah. So other than
1: it didn't work, but even if it works, right, the the downside to that is that if it works, someday it's not going to work, right. right? Because someday algorithm can change, um, you know, it, it becomes outdated or, or there's more people jumping into the platform. So it becomes more saturated. And this has happened multiple times in history, right? Like example, there was when, P- when Google PPC was first launched, it was really cheap to generate leads. But then everyone heard about it. Everyone jumps into it. Yeah. So now, you know, the cost has went up, you know, 10, 10, uh, 10 times, 20 times, even 100 times, 100 times for certain industry. So then they have to find the next thing, right? And then the next shiny object is it's very tiring. Mm. And so I like to focus on some principles and fundamentals that doesn't change, okay? That it will still work today. and still work five years down the road and 10 years down the road. And the secret wow. lies in actually the first step of our system. Um, so I'll just briefly mention the, the five step, and I'll go, I'll go a little bit deeper into the first step. We don't have enough time to go through all four, right? but um, the, the, the five step is message. Okay. Second okay. is offer. The wow. third is funnels, which is sales process. Um, and then traffic, which is all your, your Facebook, social media, you know, TikTok, all the different platforms, uh, and then scaling. Okay? okay. Scaling by numbers. So you realize that the first step is not TikTok ads, right? The first step is not chasing the new stuff. The first step is messaging. So right. what is message? Me- messaging is basically what, saying what the customers want to hear, right? Or saying things to, to attract the customers who want your product or services. Okay, and, and that's, ultimately, that's ultimately messaging. When it comes to even creating a, a funnel, right? A landing page, right? It's all about the words you put into the landing page. It's not the funnel itself because the funnel is always the same, right? Everyone uses the same funnel, whether it's a free, free shipping funnel, which is, you know, the, the big thing in the past couple of years, a webinar funnel or what we call a, a, a phone call funnel, right? Where it's a funnel that leads people to a one-on-one call. It's actually the same thing. The blueprint has always been there for the past five to 10 years, right? The difference is what you put in there. The difference is the words that's inside, right? Which is what we call the, the messaging. Okay. Is that the same as uh, a hook? Uh, yeah. A hook is part of messaging. So messaging is ah. what you basically, pre- how you present your product and services to your customer. Okay. Okay. In a step-by-step, in a step-by-step manner, right? Some people call this copywriting. copywriting I think copywriting is, is a good way to, uh, or I would say is the best way to explain uh, messaging. So being able to write in a certain way that would not just attract your audience to read. First of all, it's attract your audience to read. That's what a hook is about. right? Right. And then being able to deliver or sell, logically sell your product and services as the logical next step so that they will want this
0: product and they will need this product. Got it. Okay. Okay. Cool. I I just, just curious. What's your background? Are are you a copywriter? Is that why you're so good at this? (laughs) No. So, so my background is that I was actually in sales
1: and I was in sales for seven years of my life. Uh, I was actually a part of this MM company um, I think long story short, I was, uh, I rose up to be one of the top sales leader there. Um, and I have a lot of uh, experience with one-on-one selling, right? face-to-face right. selling. And then uh, of course that didn't end up well, even though I rose up to, the, to be the top. Uh, and this is probably another story for another time. Yeah. The company turns out to be um, a Ponzi scheme, right? So left the company, uh, had to restart my entire journey. And then I thought to myself, you know, I don't want to do any more one-on-one selling because I've been doing that for seven years. Right. It's just so tiring. Yeah. Okay. But during my period of sales, I figure out a way to communicate the customer, right? So like, how do I meet customers one-on-one? How do I make them desire my product and my service? And then how do I ultimately do a call to action to get them to buy? Okay. And I, I started to realize that this actually is the same framework when it comes to copywriting because copywriting is just nothing but words that sells. Yes. Yes. When you're doing a one-on-one sales, you, have, you, you speak a certain set of words or there's a certain set of framework that you use, yeah. right? When you're yeah. selling and this is actually the same concept or the same framework that you can use in copywriting. So I thought to myself, why not? Because this, this was also sort of the rise of like um, Facebook ads and you know, Instagram and social media. And I just thought to myself, if I could sell people one-on-one and have a framework, what if I could put that framework into a video, let's say? Right? What if yeah. I could put that framework into uh, an ad, an online ad? Or what if I can put that framework in, in words, in a sales page or a landing page?
0: Right. And, and, so and then, then, this,
1: then becomes- this thing will be selling for me without me having to do the one-on-one sale.
0: Exactly. You basically scale the one-on-one model to a one-to-many model. Yeah. Yes, exactly.
1: Cool. Right. So, okay. um, yeah, so that's what's me- what messaging is about. Um, if I can go a little bit deeper, I think the, the, the gist of it is to know what is the result that your audience are selling, uh, the audience that your audience want. That's what you're selling. You're not selling your product and services. You're selling the result that your product and services can bring to your customer. Right. And so a lot of times when I see online advertising, for example, I have this brand that I see online, you know, um, on funnels, on videos, um, I see a lot of people promoting their product and services, not the results that these product and services can bring. i give you one example. Uh, in fact, I, I can probably give you two. Um, because I serve a lot of service professionals, like people in real estate. Real estate is one of my biggest client, clientele um, and financial planners, for example. So like for example, in the real estate market, you know, you see ads, like people saying, you know, do you want to upgrade a house, right? Yeah. Uh, home upgraders, we're looking for a home upgrader. Now, first of all, nobody identifies themselves as a home upgrader, right? <laughs> I can identify myself as a father. Yeah. I can identify myself as an entrepreneur. Yeah. but I don't wake up in the morning and go around and thinking, hey, I'm a home upgrader, right? <laughs> or I, I shake my hands at a networking event and say, hey, my name is Gabriel, I'm a home upgrader. <laughs> so so, I, I, so I, I think that's that's, i um, not trying to make fun of those people doing that, right? But I think that's definitely one of the biggest mistakes because they think that a home upgrade is what the customer wants. Right. But no one wants that. Like, why would you want to move a house? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So much stress picking a house in the first place, right? The financial stress, um, the moving stress. Uh, there's research have shown that the number two, top stress uh, in, in worldwide, like from people, number two is moving house.
0: What is, wait, is the number one stress public
1: speaking? <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. What was it. All I remember was number two was moving house. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it could be public speaking. Uh, but yeah, number two is moving house. It, because it is stressful, right? So many things to pack. So many things to do. And yeah. you know, the logistics are moving around. So why would people want to move house, right? right? But yet people still do it because they see something out of it, right? So for yes. example, some people do it because they want to be able to generate more capital gains. Yeah. And ultimately, they want to generate more capital gains is because they hope that the house, uh, which could be an asset for them to retire early, right? right. They could sell their house in the future for a a good profit so they can retire earlier uh, rather than a house that they have to downgrade and then move to a a downgrade their lifestyle, downgrade their house, which is a very traditional Singaporean uh, method. And so what we ultimately are trying to sell or what I'm teaching these property agents to sell is don't sell the property, right? Sell that that capital gain, right? right? That potential to allow people to retire five years or even 10 years earlier, with the current property they have.
0: The dream, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Exactly, right. And that sounds so much better than just, hey, upgrade your house.
0: Okay?
1: <laughs> Same thing for financial products, right? I mean, financial products is just, there's a lot of products, but it's how you use this product as a solution to allow people to achieve what they want to achieve, right? Again, could be reti- early retirement, uh, could be protection, could be um, passing down of wealth equally to their children because if I have two house, I need to pass it to two of my kids, you know, one house each, but then, um, then there'll be this whole argument of fair, not fair. You know, yeah. this house is located in the central. This house is located somewhere in the east. So which house is more, uh, which house is more valuable, right? It is, yeah. th- there's this problem that these customers are facing and the product, yes, it, the product brings the solution, but ultimately what they're buying is not a the product. They're buying that, that result, right? That peace of mind, um, that ability to pass down wealth equally, right? The ability to retire early. And that's what you want to focus on and, and that's what you want to sell in your copywriting
0: right man i love this uh i speak to many clients as well i literally just got off a call uh helping a client with his his sales pitch and process and that's that's one of the biggest problems right and like what you said what happens on a one-on-one process can be extended to a one to many process so one-to-one if you don't even get your one-on-one right you try to do a one-to-many you're just gonna be amplifying a mistake and exactly. I think that mistake is literally not identifying that story, that unique angle, that message that you have that resonates with your target audience. Yep. Love it. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So that, that was messaging. That's just the first step. You still have four more things: offer, funnel, traffic, yep. scaling yep. with numbers by numbers. Uh, yep. and we but don't all have of, all of it time is, for all of it is uh, actually is. stacked
1: on. All of it is actually stacked on messaging. Because once you get the messaging right, honestly, offer, funnel traffic is, is very easy.
0: Okay. Okay. Right,
1: because at all, these, all these areas, you need, you, need, you need to be able to sell with words. That's all, right? When it comes to funnels, you can just, there's so many templates out there. There's so many things that you can just clone and copy, right? right. The only thing you cannot copy is the words that you put inside the funnels, right? There's right. so many templates for ads as well, right? I mean, setting yes. up Facebook is super easy nowadays. You can even outsource it to someone to do it for you. But ultimately, what you need to give them is what do you put in the ad, right? What's the, yeah. what's the, what's the message? What's the, what's the copywriting in the ad? So that's why when the, when the funnel is done right, I think the, fu- the sorry, when a message is done right, I think that is
0: already 80% of the better one.
1: Nice. Yeah, I think
0: that's, that's, that's what some, some people really need to understand. Uh, I think people just jump straight to like all the technical stuff and, and that's literally doing something without the fundamentals right. And if, yeah. if the fun, fundamentals are not right, then everything just becomes like a house of cards, right? And it just falls apart or it doesn't work or it doesn't do whatever you think it should be doing. Uh, so absolutely, man, man, I resonate so much with with that that messaging, that story, that unique angle. Cool. All right, let's just let's jump into uh, our questions. Uh, we have two questions for you, Gabriel. Number one: uh, What do you think is the most important habit to be a successful entrepreneur?
1: I think the most important habit is. Um, this is. A, I, I'll share a quick story in order to get there. Um, there was this. Guy, I met. So there was a time that we wanted to um, uh, rent a place, a very small little place uh, somewhere in the central area to run some f And this place only costs like $3,000 per month, right? So it's very small, okay? But then um, the landlord actually told us to go down to their office. And then when we went out of the office, because they said the landlord wanted to meet us, so we thought, okay, maybe it's just the, the management team or someone that's going to handle this because it's just a $3,000 a month contract. And then uh, turns out it was a guy who owns the entire group. He is one of the top 10. Uh, richest man in Singapore back then. It was on Forbes and everything. And uh, I kind of knew who he was because I, I mean, I, I, sometimes I read Forbes, right? And then I was like, I couldn't believe who I was meeting. Okay. Wow. Uh, and then when he gave me his, his, his name card, uh, yeah, it, it, com- it, was, it was confirmed that this was the guy. Uh, and basically, he was a billionaire. So in my mind, I was just thinking, why did a billionaire sat down in front of me to meet me to go through a $3,000 per month contract?
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so we went through the whole process. Okay, everything was great. And then, of course, uh, because I only have that short five minutes with him, I asked him this question. I said, uh, what is your most successful tip, you know, for entrepreneur? And then he said this. He said, spend five minutes with everyone. Oh, wow. Okay. And obviously, he was a living testimony of that. What he he did, what he preached, right? He spent five minutes with us. He's a billionaire status, right? And so, I think the lesson there was, um, what he's simply trying to say is that as an entrepreneur, sometimes we just need different perspective, right? We... When you spend five minutes with people, even the janitor, right? even people who clean you know, your toilet, right? let's say your office, your, someone will clean the toilet, spend five minutes with them. You might learn something from them or learn different perspective that could change the way you run your business. Right. Yeah. Okay? yeah. And I think the other second thing is definitely the connection. Like I, I took this to heart and I realized that I think one of the reasons why we have a, a very strong culture in our company and culture is something that you talk about all the time um, you know, a company needs to have a very good, good culture is because of spending that one-on-one you know, five minutes with every team member if possible, yeah. right? Yeah. Of course, if the company goes very big you know, in, in, in size of hundreds or, or even thousands, but at least if you can create a culture where your higher management can spend five minutes with them, right? And of course, in this example, this billionaire uh, was able to spend five minutes with us, right? So five minutes with everyone in the company, you know, whether they are new, whether they are higher management, uh, and even five minutes with customers. I think I learned so much more spending five minutes with customers um, then, you know a lot of programs that I've bought and a lot of masterminds I've joined. Yeah. Because your mastermind is awesome, right? Uh, but I do learn a lot from just speaking to five minutes with new customers, five minutes with customers who've been with us for six months, for one year.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think business owners have the mindset where they, they think that if their business grows bigger and bigger, the less they need to speak to their customers. But I think the reverse is true, right? I think the more the bigger the, the business grows, the more uh, thought and the more effort has to be put in so that the management, whether it's the business owner or you know, the C-suite or whatever, has to spend time with the people that actually, know, are the reason why the business exists, right? The customers. Yeah. And if you only rely on your team, right? From like your department heads to your directors, to your managers, to your senior managers, and then waiting for some piece of information from the customer to float all the way up, uh, that is not realistic at all. Yeah, and exactly. I, remember, I remember like the story of, I think it was uh, the boss of Sheng Xiong, I think, who, who still talks to his team and to the customers. Um, and I love that it's not just a lesson in, in humility and, and being grounded. It is also uh, showing that you are absolutely connected with what matters to the business, right? And that the fact that you, know, you have to be customer centric in order to run a good, solid business.
1: Yeah. So, and yes, yeah. And yes. And at the end of the day, everything, every decision people make is always emotional, Yeah. right? Whether they choose to stay in a company or whether they choose to, you know, stay as a customer. A lot of times it's that connection that you form with them, yeah. right? The emotional connection that makes them feel like, Hey, even though I get a better offer, but you know, my boss at least takes out time to speak to me one-on-one. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. That could be something that why they stay, right? Same thing for a customer. They could find a, a cheaper alternative, a cheaper service, a cheaper product, but they stay with you because they know your heart.
0: Yeah. I, I, bet, I mean, the the if, if we are to be more logical and, you know, uh, to be more realistic, I guess, some people like to see things in numbers. The ROI that that billionaire spent on that five minutes with you is probably like one of the better ROIs that you can get. I mean, even to today, you're still talking about this story. Yeah. You're still like, you still remember him for what he did. And it was just five minutes of his time. And I think people don't put enough importance on things yeah. like that.
1: And definitely changed my perception of him because, you know, I I didn't thought he was arrogant or whatsoever. In fact, I thought he was very down to earth, right? Being able to just spend five minutes with us. Cool.
0: Love it. Love it. Okay. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, Do you have any other advice that you'd like to give maybe to another business owner? I think the advice is pretty much uh,
1: add on to what I've already spoken earlier. Um, I think all businesses, especially business owners in this digital age, right, need to learn how to sell with their words because everything's online, right? You've got to put things on social media. You've got to put things on, you know, advertising platform, on your website or whatever. And so um, I think picking up copywriting or learning to sell with words is the most important skill set. And then how do you actually learn how to be a good copywriter? I mean, of course, there's a lot of program out there, a lot of structure and framework, uh, but nothing beats spending five minutes with your customer right? I have learned so much about how to write better copies for my customer just because I spent five minutes and I realized that, oh, that's what the customer wants. You know, it yes. wasn't even anything we were trying to sell. Okay. Uh, I don't have time to go to the story, right? but that, that we wrote a lot of headlines and copies. And then we thought these are things that people want. And then they tell us another thing, right? They tell us that actually we buy your product because of this. We buy a uh-huh. product because of that. And then that gave us more information insight to be able to use this, you know, use this. Um, stuff collected from them. And then we write better copies because of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah that connect with and resonate with your audience. Yeah. Love it. That's great advice. Uh, thanks for sharing that. Um, so if the audience were to want to reach out to you, to connect with you, what is the best way for them to do so? So I think best way right now is my Instagram. I'm quite
1: active over there. So my Instagram handle is uh, at Wong. So it's hey, H-E-Y, and then Gabriel Wong, my name. Um, You can shoot me a DM Ask
0: me any questions I'm very uh, active over there Awesome I'll leave that in the show notes And the description as well Uh, Thanks so much for being on the show, Gabriel And thanks everybody for listening in To another episode of 7-Minute Scaling Secrets I hope you guys like this episode If you do, please remember to like, comment, share Tell me what you liked about the episode Tell me who you want to see on the episode And tell me what questions you want to be asked on the episodes as well please take care everybody and i'll see you guys soon